Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading 2 Kings 17 and 18. But before we jump in, I've got a quick announcement. December 3rd of 2023, so if you're listening to this episode in the future, disregard this announcement, but December 3rd of 2023, we are having a Join the Journey prayer gathering where all of you who've been listening to the podcast on your way to work, on your way to school, in the carpool line, wherever, can come together and join us as we pray and thank God for everything he's taught us this past year and look forward to everything he will do as we continue reading the Bible together in 2024. So that prayer gathering will be taking place during the Watermark prayer service. We're just taken over, if you will. So it'll be up in the chapel at Watermark Dallas. We'll put all the details in the episode description. 5.30 p.m. Thank you, Kendall. Uh, Kendall is motioning to me all the details so I don't forget them, but she's here on the podcast. It's I Kendall am here. Williams. Real life. I'm here in the flesh. She's here in the flesh to talk about Second King 17 and 18. I am here. It's been a few months since you've been on. It has been a few months, but I'm glad y'all reeled me back in. I'm, I'm glad you're back, my teammate. You've already shared your story on here. Enough of that. Enough of that. I think the pe- what the people really want to know is what are your hobbies? My hobbies. Wow, my hobbies. Watching paint dries up there. But I would say amongst more of the fun things, um, I love being outside. I love playing basketball. Not many. She's a baller. Not many of my female friends love doing that. So if you are female and love playing basketball, come find me. I have a neck right. tattoo. I'm easy to find. Um, <laughs> it's, I, it's true. I can't confirm. <laughs> she does have a neck. She's not kidding. She does have a neck tattoo. I love riding. I love running. I'm currently training for a marathon. Oh, so, which marathon? Uh, the Dallas Marathon. Fun. So that's occupying a lot of my time. All right. And if somebody's listening to this and they love basketball or running and they want to meet you, which service do you typically go to and where could they find you? 9 a.m. left slant. I'm pretty— um, Left slant. I'm pretty I love it. loyal. Love it. She's got that bright blonde hair. Just be on the lookout. Um, Kendall, I'm going to set this up for us a little bit because this is a very pivotal passage. We're going to see the Israelites uh, ultimately be exiled. And it's it's fun that you're on today because the last time you were here, you had Numbers 33, and specifically Numbers 33, 50 through 56, are verses in which we see God warn Israel, hey, when you get to the land, don't do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then you fast forward many, many years to today's passage, and we find ourselves in 2 Kings 17, verse 13. And I'm just going to read a few verses for us that I think set it up well. Again and again, the Lord had sent his prophets and seers to warn both Israel and Judah. Turn from all your evil ways. Obey my commands and decrees, the entire law that I commanded your ancestors to obey, and that I gave you through my servants, the prophets. But the Israelites would not listen. They were as stubborn as their ancestors who had refused to believe in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors, and they despised all his warnings, which we talked about the last time you were here. They worshipped worthless idols, so they became worthless themselves. They followed the example of the nations around them, disobeying the Lord's command not to imitate them. And then you jump down to verse 18. Because the Lord was very angry with Israel— he swept them away from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained in the land. So, Kendall, I'll let you just take it from there. Um, would you just give us an overview, a walkthrough of these two chapters? 
Yeah, totally. And I think that was a really good um, preview. And as we look back, like we said, in chapters 9 through 16, we see the series of kings. They go after other gods, adopt mm-hmm. their customs. They allow just gross injustices mm-hmm. that are against God's law. And it all does come to head in chapter 17, where we see the empire of Assyria. It comes, it takes out the northern kingdom. The capital city of Samaria is conquered and leaves God's people ultimately scattered. Um, And then we see kind of the switch now from the northern kingdom Israel to chapter 18. We see this good king, Hezekiah, who is reigning in Judah, and he is living very differently. And we're kind of seeing the contrast of the blessing of walking with God and the fruit that that provides, and also now the curse of disobedience and not walking with God and seeing kind of where that's leading you in um, 17. So we're kind of seeing both kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdoms, um, right up next to each other and seeing the different outcomes, um, at least currently, we'll unfortunately see the unfolding of Judah. But as for right now, we are talking about the fall of Israel Mm -hmm. in 17. So that's very high level, kind of where we're at in the story. I love it. And Kendall, why don't we zoom in? So that's a good high level, where we are in the story. What, what What jumps out at you when you look at these chapters? That's a good question, Emma. I think in verse 7 of 17, it says, This occurred because the people of Israel had sinned against the Lord. Mm. And as you were talking, specifically verse now 15, when it says they went after false idols and Mm -hmm. became false themselves. And I think it's super easy when you are entangled in sin. God didn't immediately like— Wipe them out. Wipe them out. Send the Assyrians, no. Yeah, he sent—we saw, like, that's why the prophets are in the Bible. Like, God sent people Mm -hmm. to warn them and say, hey, what you're choosing to do does not lead to life, and called them to repentance, to turn away. He didn't just send one. He often sent several, and he called them back to the covenant-keeping God and reminded them that the same God that was with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph is the same God that is preserving them and that is— giving them blessing, but yet they despised it and they began to intermingle with other customs. And I think it's worth noting what some of those were. Um, So I think it's oddly similar to what we deal with today in Mm -hmm. a different context. Yeah, let's look at them. They feared other gods. They adopted the Canaanite customs. We see they practiced secret sin in verse 9. It says that they built pagan high places to worship Um, They burned incense to other gods. Um, They served other idols. It says they refused to heed God's warning. This is verse 13 and 14. They became obstinate to God. They rejected the statutes of God in 15. And they pursued vanity. This is verse 15. Mm. They pursued vanity and then they became vain. Mm. And I think that's a really good reminder that all of our actions are never neutral. There's never a, a neutral action that we do, it's we're always becoming something. An accumulation of our actions will then produce character and ultimately our decisions in life. And we're kind of seeing this in a way, a highlight reel of the past years of their life and how their decisions caused their downfall. And in the same way, I think that's true of me. Like I'm in a season where I feel like I had this image of sitting at a table with the Lord. That's what he gave me. I was on a walk one day. Um, you know, one of my hobbies. Right, walking. Uh, yeah, walking. Um, <laughs> I was on a walk one day and I felt like the image God gave me, I walk into a room, my head is down and God's in front of me. And then I started to get curious, like, why is my head down? Like, why do I feel this like weight? And I think what he showed me was that highlight reel. He began to show me small compromises that I'd been making. And I'm like, 
wow, God, like one day when I stand before you one day, I'm going to wish that I like didn't harbor bitterness in my heart towards mm. people, that I didn't withhold forgiveness, yeah. that I when I saw vanity in my heart that I began to confess that and share that with other people or when I began to have discontentment or all these different things. And what's scary is those are the hidden parts of our hearts. Like we're not out here like they're burning babies maybe or um, going to different high places and providing offerings. But there are so many different allegiances we make in our hearts that are not unto God right. that produce death. And so I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I took in seventeen. I love it. What about 18? So, yeah, I just thought it was so funny reading this and seeing that Hezekiah started his reign at 25. As sure. being a 25-year-old female, I'm reading this. That you are. Knowing that I'm not going to be a king one day. I mean, I could be a queen. Who knows? But not a king. And I'm reading this, and I'm seeing that he was marked by a trust in the Lord. And this is now verse 5. He trusts in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there is none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. And then we kind of go down a little bit. In verse 7, it says, And the Lord was with him. Wherever he went, he prospered. And even he rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not serve him. And just was so convicted by that and being like, that's what I want to be marked by is verse 5 and 7 and following Hezekiah's um, leadership and how he is choosing to be under the reign of Christ. Mm. Um, As opposed to, if we go back to 17, it says, so these nations feared the Lord and they also served carved images. And so there's just such a distinction there between how the nations and other Um, Israelites chose to interact with the customs. They feared God, but they also served images, whereas Hezekiah was known as someone who trusted God and would not serve Mm. um, other gods. I love it. Kendall, any final thoughts? Yeah. From from the 25-year-old of the Join the Journey team? Um, I think it's easy to think, hey, I'll get to that later. Like, I'll Mm. kind of put away those little things like bitterness and harboring. That's kind of figuring it out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to walk with God. But I know for me in my life, as I was reading this, I was reminded that one day, Lord willing, I'm going to be a wife. I'm going to be a mom. Like, I'm going to pass down these things that I haven't dealt with. And so just praying that we put to death the deeds of the flesh, like Romans Six specifically, I'll end with this. This is one of my um, life verses, and I think it kind of is pretty applicable. Romans 6, 20 through 23, it says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time Mm -hmm. from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit that you get leads to sanctification, and its end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. And so here we see that ultimately sin leads to death and God has come to give us life. And so praying that we take the pet sins, if you will, seriously. And yeah, I think that's just a good reminder that Christ meets us in our sin and that he is committed to working out our salvation and committed to making us look more like Christ. It's not something that we have to muscle through, but ultimately he's committed to our cause and the spirit will give us the power to do that. That's so good. Thank you so much for being here. That was such a blessing and I'm sure it will be a blessing to all who heard. Thank you for those of you who have left a review on the podcast. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. 
The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.